What is up? Still studying. I think the voice is back a little bit here. Happy Monday, September 26, 2022, and welcome to episode number 421 of the study session. I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritt, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that, because you know that I love yin's beautiful, beautiful studies. Anyway, it's been a minute since we chatted last, after the Pittsburgh Steelers took an L to the Cleveland Browns last Thursday did a study session on Friday, took Saturday and Sunday off, mini bye week, right, following that Thursday night game, had some time to get some space in between my thoughts and the Steelers, and now I am back to you to talk all about that, where I see things going this week with a matchup scheduled against the New York Jets. Yes, don't get too optimistic. So, yes, the Steelers will play the Jets this weekend, 1 p.m. in Pittsburgh. And I don't want to call it a must-win game. Let me rephrase that. I don't want to call it a must-win game unless this team has aspirations to make the playoffs. If the Steelers want to make the playoffs, if they're going to make the playoffs, Mathematically, could they still make it with a loss to the Jets? Yes. But I'll put this out there. If they don't win this game, they don't deserve to make it. And here's the other piece. If they can't beat the Jets, their schedule coming up, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami, Philadelphia. You know what I'm talking about. Those are four, at least now, I know it's early. You can't read too much in the records right now. But those are four teams that are going to, the Steelers might be double-digit underdogs in those contests. So they have to win this game. Right? So we're going to get into all that in today's session. Just a few notes here. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site. The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. It is linked in the show notes. Jim and I should be recording this week. I'll let you know when that is. Don't forget that the Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. You could subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. And don't forget about that donut button, the donate button. If you appreciate what I do, you like my work, you want to buy me a beer, click on that button. Donate any amount that you'd like. A quarter, 50 cents, $1. You know that I would appreciate it. Yin's beautiful, beautiful study uh. Anyway, let's get into it here. Looking back on that loss to the Browns, it just really was a deflating loss. And I was contemplating, how can we explain this? Not to rationalize it away or not to make the team not responsible for the poor performance, but I was thinking about the turnaround of games. So they played that game in Cincinnati away. They played a full overtime period. Then they played the Patriots. It was a hot day. I was there in Pittsburgh. And then it was a quick turnaround for that Thursday night game. So they played a lot of football relatively quickly. Now, 
to the Browns' credit, they did the same thing. They didn't have the overtime period. But there was some discussion about whether or not this defense especially was beat up and tired from being on the field so much because of the inept offense, and maybe that contributed to the poor performance against the Browns. Maybe. And you could argue that because the offense wasn't on the field so much, they were refreshed, they were ready to go, they were recharged. Maybe. Again, it's a theory. There's no way to prove that. It sounds good. It's good discussion. (laughs) Bottom line, they just got their ass kicked. And if this defense can't stop the run, they're they're in trouble. I'm not one of those doom and gloom Steelers writers, I'm not. But the reality is, and we saw this last year, if you can't stop the run, it's going to be very difficult to win football games. Here's the crazy thing. This defense was improved by the personnel that they brought in this offseason. Larry Ogunjobi, an upgrade over Chris Wormley. Tyson Alulu's back. Upgrade over the hodgepodge they had rotating in there at the nose. Cameron Hayward's back. Devin Bush is playing better this year. You got Miles Jack, an upgrade over Joe Schobert from last year. Now, TJ Watt is out. Obviously, there is a massive impact by not having him on the field. We know that the Steelers are 0-5 when he doesn't play, so you have to acknowledge that. But nobody cares in the NFL. Nobody cares. Teams win without key players all the time. And if you can't do that, you're you're not going to have a shot. You're not going to be able to win. Do I think this defense is as bad as it's shown the last two weeks? I would like to think not. I would like to think that some of that performance on Thursday was the result of fatigue. I mean, that's two weeks in a row Cameron Hayward got owned. I didn't hear his name once Thursday. I'd like to believe that the secondary, that Akella Witherspoon is a heck of a lot better than what we saw in terms of his coverage against Amari Cooper on Thursday. Twenty nine to seventeen. Yeah, and on Friday I said the score was twenty nine fourteen. I left out that inconsequential field goal there. But I can remember several years ago, I want to say it was the 2014 season. The Steelers traveled to Baltimore to play the Ravens on a Thursday night and they got trounced. I think it was like 27 to seven, but that was the year where the offense was just putrid. And it was that year where Antonio Brown really began to step up and elevate and explode That was a year that Martavis Bryant, as a rookie, around week five or six, really started to explode. I think he had his first big game against the Texans. And so I bring that up to say the Steelers are going to need something similar to that happening on offense in order for this group to be considered a wild card contender. Because... Right now, you can't say that they're competing for a division title. You just can't. You haven't seen enough. We're looking at the evidence here. 
Now, maybe down the road, if they get better and they can play better, sure. But right now, best case scenario, you're looking at competing for a wild card spot. What they're going to need to happen, George Pickens is going to have to explode. But you're going to need somebody to throw to him. I talked about this on Friday. Mitch Trubisky is what he is. And this is no knock on Mitch Trubisky. He's a conservative game manager. He's not a guy who goes down the field from day one. That's what I said about the signing. He cannot push the ball down the field. That was my biggest concern about him. What has been the biggest concern so far in these three games? He can't push the ball down the field. So, and I'm not trying to speed up the Kenny Pickett agenda, but it's not going to happen with Trubisky. He's still going to get a couple more games. I'm pinpointing the Tampa Bay game for Kenny Pickett's debut. He's going to come in there. He's going to start because what you see with Trubisky is what you get. Can he have an outlier game every once in a while where he throws for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns? Yes, but that's not going to be consistent. That's not who he is. You need a catalyst. It's got to be Kenny Pickett. Now, when Kenny Pickett does get an opportunity, people can't be expecting him to be all world 400 yards, three touchdowns. Maybe he does it. Who knows? But there are going to be growing pains there. And the reality is, is this is, this is a transitional season. This is, this is really a season to learn about the personnel that this team has and really making, making the playoffs, achieving a wild card berth with this group of players would be an accomplishment for the organization. But again, they need players to step up, to expand their roles, to show that they are capable of more. Again, Pickens, Najee Harris has to step up. It's time for him to take the next step. Pat Freyermuth. Deontay Johnson has to quit dropping the football. They need to get Calvin Austin healthy and out there on the field. And kudos to the offensive line for getting better, for giving Trubisky time. And again, I keep mentioning these wide receivers and such. They need somebody to throw them the ball too. So, and here's an interesting setup for this weekend. What type of response do you think this Pittsburgh crowd is going to give if Trubisky come out comes out and just bombs and plays terribly. You thought those Kenny Pickett chants were loud against the Patriots. They're probably going to be chanting for him first quarter before Trubisky even takes a snap. For sure. And it's only going to get more intense and crazy. And not to say that that's going to have any impact or weighing on the coaching staff's decision, but that's going to be combustible if Trubisky doesn't play well. He's got to come out and play out of his mind. The deck is going to be unfairly stacked against him. And if he just farts wrong, the Boo Birds are going to be at a insane decibel level. Now, defensive side of the football. Talked about what needs to happen on the offense. 
they need to benefit from an offense that can sustain drives. They can't be out there on the field like they have been. They can't. That's number one. They've had more snaps on defense than any other unit in the league. That's a recipe for a disaster. So the offense does factor into just getting the defense rested. But we also need guys to step up. Akella Witherspoon, you signed a contract. Are you going to be a bust or are you going to step up? Terrell Edmonds played a poor game last week. Is this a reason why they didn't sign him to a long-term deal? He's got to be better. Maybe Levi Wallace needs to get some more snaps on the outside. I've been slightly satisfied with the performance from the inside backers, and I can't believe I'm saying that. But again, it's still early. But really, I think everything that in order for this team to improve, it's got to start on offense, having some consistency, having some rhythm. That's going to benefit the defense. And Sunday's game is critical. And I'm saying it now, it's a must win if this team wants to make the playoffs. If they don't win this game, it's going to take, when Kenny Pickett does come in, he is like a freaking knight in shining armor and he just lights it up. He's a second coming of Jesus. Anyway, studyings, it is a new week. Let's keep it optimistic and positive. Let's hope the Steelers get off the schneid. You know my gratitude to you. I love you guys for following the Steel Study, listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. You're going to have an amazing week. I'm calling it right now. Personal best for you across the board. Get after it. Let's go. Make some positive change in your world. Let's do this. Let's talk about it. Do something positive for yourself and someone else. And remember, on this beautiful Monday, September 26, 2022, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, y'all. Love you guys.